Hi, welcome back to Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I am your host again, David English, and I have with me today a gentleman who I'm incredibly appreciative he had the time to sit down because with all that's going on in the Kansas City sports landscape right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, their 2-0 record, this quarterback that we have that is evidently the next coming, um, he is um, really busy. And we've got KU Athletics, KU Football, you know, KU Basketball around the corner. Sandy Cohen is his name. He's the Vice President of Sales at Union Broadcasting here in Kansas City. Um, 1510, uh, 810 on the AM dial. And with all, again, with all that's going on in the sports world, it's likely most all of you have tuned in to see what is going on in the Kansas City sports landscape right now. Now, don't let the job title fool you. As the uh, Vice President of Sales here at Union, um, Sandy's responsibilities are vast. And we'll dig into that in just a second. But as a business owner of a local company, he, uh, he has done anything and everything it can take in order to keep the business moving, keep the revenue generating. And the impact they have made on Kansas City uh, to all of their uh, listeners uh, citywide has been substantial. So with that, I want to say thank you again. I really do appreciate your time. Um, I'm sorry about the audio problems last time. We're going to give this a second go and see if we can make it a little bit better. Well, David, thank you for having me, and uh, no need to apologize. I always enjoy speaking about sports and uh, what I do for a living because it's really a lot of fun. So give the listeners kind of a little background. Who are you? Where are you from? Um, who's Sandy Cohen? Sure. Sure. So I, I uh, have grown up in Kansas City and went to college at the University of Kansas, got a degree in journalism and advertising, uh, and then from there got right into radio sales and I've been in radio sales now for 30 years in one form or fashion. That's wonderful. Uh, how long have you been here at, at Union? At Union Broadcasting, I've been here for 19 years. That's incredible. And um, to, to think all you've seen during that time from a, not just a radio uh, perspective, but you know, sports perspective and how the two have meshed, you guys have done I mean, some really great things. It's been a really fun ride. We, back in 1998, before I was a part of the original a partnership group uh, a small group of guys came together and brought sports talk for the first time to Kansas City a dedicated sports radio station at 15 10 a.m. and they did that without someone who uh, had knowledge of sales management and had the connections and contacts in the market that that I had having come through the the uh, uh, the world of radio at 101 the Fox and so I joined joined uh, this group in 1999. It's been an amazing ride. It's been an incredible entrepreneurial experience. And from a sports perspective, you are correct. We've seen some some fantastic times in sports, not only in terms of the success of our teams, but really the growth of the sports teams and the options that fans and people in Kansas City have at their fingertips to, to go attend different games and, and see different sports here in Kansas City. And if I'm correct, you guys recently um, expanded into Louisville? We did. It's actually, it's been an eight-year run. We're in our eighth year. Wow. Um, but there are some recent changes that have occurred there. We started with one radio station that was a Radio Disney station. And we've grown to two radio stations. So we have an AM sports talk station that we took a Disney station and started over and built from the ground up. And then we now have an FM station 
where we have a partnership with the University of Louisville and we have the Cardinal in our logo. And so we have a, a dedicated station for Cardinal fans and then we have a station that covers both, uh, or actually the Cardinals, uh, Kentucky and Indiana University because they all come together. They're also close. Yeah. Very close. Um, so it, in just for this conversation's sake, uh, Kansas City, tell us a little bit about all you guys do here um, and um, all that you're offering your listeners. On sure, basis. sure. Well, probably would start with our, our family of products, of which you were talking earlier about some of the changes that we've had over the years since we've been in sports radio here. Well, we started with one sports radio station, 1510. Um, we now have uh, what's arguably the world's largest the country's third largest AM signal in WHB. So we, we have WHB, all sports, and an ESPN affiliate. And then we also have what we call ESPN Kansas City, which is 1510 AM and 94.5 FM, and it's a simulcast. So you can hear programming on both stations. The difference is the FM that we pair with the AM gives us a 24-hour signal. So you can hear us in the evenings and overnights when 1510 powers down at the end of the day. Okay. So we have those two stations, and then across those stations, we carry a multitude of programming, and we have partnerships with the Kansas City Chiefs, with KU for football and basketball, and we have a partnership with um, the Mavericks, with UMKC to carry some of their games, and, and then truly we create enough programming around Royals baseball and other types of sports. Um, Sporting Kansas City is another partnership where if we have a partnership, of course we're embracing that sport and that team, but if we don't have a partnership, we create programming that makes it sound like we do and it serves everybody who is a true sports fan. That's wonderful. I mean, and I, I can attest that coming into the morning uh, listening to uh, to the guys on, uh, on the uh, 8 o'clock hour, 7.30, um, I think they put Patrick Mahomes into the Hall of Fame uh, during the conversation, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But, they uh, most certainly did, and he's, he's earned that right. Uh, so far, he has. <laughs> so, I mean, for your customers, when they're reaching out to, uh, to you and your staff about advertising within the radio station, um, as a local company, I mean, what do you try to do for them that's maybe a little different? I mean, you, um, what is it that you can do for them to make them feel like they're really special in all that they do for you? Sure. I think, um, hopefully I'm answering this question in, in the way that you're asking, but I, I feel like there are two general ways that we approach the sales process here. One is a research-based approach where I think everyone has this access and opportunity, and that is you can learn so much about people by going online and seeing what their business is all about. And um, not only checking their website, but LinkedIn is, a, is an amazing tool, and there's almost always someone within the business world that knows someone at a company that can help you gain insight that you wouldn't otherwise get before you sit down with that potential customer. So that that's the first point and I might also add that everybody is so busy that you really need to do that as part of the selling process because people don't have time to explain their business to you anymore if you don't come in in a prepared mode. Yeah, I love that because, and you're right, you've got to be prepared. You have to be knowledgeable about the person you're sitting down for and down with. And, and what you're talking about is a touch. It's a feel with a different, with a client and a knowledge of, of who they are when you sit down with them, opposed to just handing them a boxed uh, proposal and saying, here, this is what's best for you. 
you guys can sit down and you'll say, okay, really what is best? Is, is the morning, is the afternoon, is it a variety? What's, what's really best for the customer? Right, what's important for you? Where are you struggling? How can, we, how can we address what your challenges are right now with the assets that we offer? Now, on the flip side, we, we also do, I wouldn't call it a boxed approach, but, but people could label it that way. We're, we're very creative here and we know what works on our radio station. So we will come with um, pre, uh, how do I want to describe it? Some, a pre-purposed or something that's been established as an idea or a marketing tool that we know will work across our radio stations or we also use digital assets that we haven't even gotten into. But, but we will come with creative concepts that might work as well because I think when you put a creative concept in front of somebody, there's room to move. And if they right. see the value in that idea, but they want to take it a little bit of a different direction, then let's talk about how we can do that and still uh, help you grow your business, which is really what everybody's all about every day. Well, and that makes sense. I mean, I don't know that it's box, but you found a campaign that has worked well in the past, a campaign that someone else has found successful. <clears throat> um, mimicking that idea and saying, this worked before, let's do it again, is and maybe with a few changes to uh, meet their needs, um, that's smart. It's good business. Absolutely. Uh, you hinted at the digital style, digital aspect of what you do. Um, can you get into that at all? Sure, sure. We have uh, a tremendous amount of digital assets in our uh, capability, and um, probably some of the most popular digital tools that we have are web streaming so when you listen to the radio station and we call that terrestrial radio when you listen on your through on uh, in your car or in your home uh, that's terrestrial radio but if you listen on our website or through our phone app or through um, Alexa um, anything like that it's that's a stream and it's a different commercial stream so we sell commercials down down that stream. We also sell them on terrestrial radio. We also have a wildly popular and growing area called podcasting. I'm sure you're familiar with that. I know a little bit about it. And it's basically on-demand radio listening. So, so much like television, if you're busy during the day and you don't have time to listen to the radio station in a traditional manner, you can go to our website or go to your phone uh, and access through the uh, 810 mobile app podcasts and there are opportunities for people to sponsor those podcasts where a listener would sit through a 15 second audio pre-roll commercial before they get to the content like the the Pat Mahomes interview that was on with Kevin in the 2:30 hour because you were busy at work well you can now pull that down on a podcast so that's that's another example of of um, some of the digital tools that we offer. It's fun, and the wide variety has got to be such a benefit to your customers. Um, the on-demand advantage of the uh, the podcast, the on-demand radio, if you will, to use your term, is is great. I do listen to, I do subscribe to your to the 810 podcast, and I get busy. I get in meetings, I get caught up during the day, and can't listen to everything all the way through. So to be able to jump on and listen to what I missed is uh, it's really beneficial. It's a great service. It's a great tool, and I might add that we have tremendous um, listenership and, and a tremendous amount of downloads, averaging over 400,000 podcast downloads a month. That's a big number. Yeah. Really big number. It's more than I have. Right. So maybe I'll get there <laughs> one of these days. Um, 
So, so your your typical customer, um, um, what does he or she look like? What's that business look like walking in the door? Sure. Well, generally speaking, it's it's. Uh, I, I don't want to limit our listeners or us demographically, but generally speaking, 80% of our listeners are men, so it's a male audience. It's men, men of all ages. We do have female listeners. Uh, we do have a policy that when women call into the station, when we're taking calls, we move them to the front of the line, so we're gentlemen about that. Uh, but, but if you were going to kind of whittle that general male target down to an age category, it would probably be 25 to 64 and then more super serving the 35 to 54 year old that's our our largest Mm -hmm. age cell Um, we have a wide variety of people whether they're in managerial and professional white collar positions they're also in in blue collar positions household income is is high it's a nice demographic it's over a hundred half of our audience nearly half is has a household income of over a hundred thousand dollars which is it's high. It's good stuff. It means they're out there shopping and consuming and purchasing mm-hmm. things from our sponsors. So uh, it's a it's a great, really a fantastic target demographic. It really is. I mean, and, and with with as high of a percentage of men that you have, there's no wonder you've got a lot of customers of yours that are designed to say, "Hey, guys, go buy this for your wife. Go buy this for your girlfriend," because um, it's a really good. Um, avenue for those organizations to come out you bet when you um there are a lot of choices on the radio dial and and i think um in any case depending on who you're speaking with there's a radio station with an audience that is worthwhile to advertise with but when you when you look at sports talk immediately in your mind as a consumer you know exactly what you're getting and you're getting a passionate fan base and a loyal fan base they're loyal to teams they're loyal to, on our station, a certain show or shows, or they're loyal to our brand, and it's amazing what they will do if we've done our homework and put the right message on the station and put our sponsors in the right positions. It's amazing what they'll do and what they will go purchase and how loyal they will become to the people that support our radio station. I believe that. I mean, and I think there's a difference in listening to AM versus FM uh, on the dial. I mean... There is always a draw to go see what the Royals are doing, go see what the Chiefs are doing, go see what you know KU Athletics are doing. I mean, that's something you can't get anywhere else. I mean, it is a unique poll and therefore a really um, strong competitive, competitive advantage for someone in your industry. It is. It is. I might also add that sports is here and now, and if you want to be able to walk down the hall – when everybody's gathered in the break room talking about what happened at, at the Chiefs game yesterday. Right. You, you can get some of your best news and information and get excited and share some opinions by listening to a sports radio station. We keep you informed, and if you miss it, then you're not able to participate. And so, um, again, to tie that back to advertising and marketing, this is what we tell our, our sponsors and people who stick with us for periods of time. If our on-air hosts are providing compelling talk or interviews or have great guests on before a commercial break and they do a great job of setting up what's coming on the backside of that commercial break then people will listen through the breaks and they will hear the ads and not flip to the country station or the classic rock station or whatever it may be because they want to know 
what's coming back out of that commercial break again uh, with the content or the interview. They want to know that after the, the, the few commercials are over with, that you have a Bill Self interview or you have a great conversation about the future of the Chiefs or you have a great conversation about what, what has led to their success. And um, I think a lot of stations who don't have that here and now radio are losing that. I mean, you can't say the number one song is coming up next. I mean, I'll leave it and come back or I'll download it on my you know, phone, I'll listen to it now. But to have a, an insightful, a passionate conversation about someone's team that I love as much as they do, um, that's what will keep a listener listening through those commercials. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you are um, sitting down with a customer, um, how does that conversation go? So, um, you know, hopefully we've done some of our research again in, in uh, previously. And, and the one thing that I didn't mention earlier was that what sets us apart is that we're a locally owned and operated company. And so myself and my business partners, for the most part, and all of our on-air guys all grew up in Kansas City. So there is probably a connection to almost every business in Kansas City through one of through myself or one of my business partners or one of the sales team members or one of the on-air personalities. And so you know, that, that process is one where we've hopefully had a little bit of a warmer entree. Mm-hmm. Somebody knows yep. somebody. So that, that breaks down walls. And that's a, anybody who's in sales knows that when you can step in and it's, there's some kind of common knowledge or, or um, commonality to what's going on, then that's, that's a benefit. And so, so that's how the process starts, just obviously getting in the door. And then, and then the, the, ne- the process is more of a, again, you've done some research and you might identify a few areas that you think you may be able to help the business owner, but also if you're asking thoughtful questions, you find out where they need the help. And then that usually leads to, here, here are some of the assets that we have in our portfolio of marketing material that, that we have to offer you. Um, how do you feel about some of these items that we have to offer? And then obviously the, the, the C word, cost, you know, then we get into cost and investment. And what is, it, what is it going to cost me to have success? And we also try to manage expectations with the prospective advertiser or business owner in that if, we, if you invest a certain amount of money with us, how many items of whatever it is that you're selling do you need to sell in order to feel like the campaign was a success that we make sure that we can actually realistically accomplish that goal? That's important too. Yeah, I think that that's really great because those conversations, when you can get onto the same side of the table as the customer and say, okay, let's work together on this and make sure it's a successful campaign. You, as someone in a sales position, you have to know those answers. What, what defines success for this customer? What makes this a successful campaign is it one item sold? Is it a thousand items sold? And you have to have that information. Uh, to that. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you guys have a very veteran sales staff, right? We do, yes. We're very fortunate. It's um, I have, including myself and my business partner and, and co-sales manager, Gary Hales, we have a sales team of six additional salespeople in Kansas City. And we have a separate operation, obviously, in Louisville. But for here in Kansas City and the veteran team, we average 15 years uh, per salesperson that's that's in the office. It's amazing. That's amazing. You don't find that very often. Um, in the media world, there is traditionally a lot of turnover. Um, 
the advantage I'm asking, I guess, when I say this, the advantage is you have individuals sitting down with potential customers who they they've seen what works, they know how to make this successful for them. They're not the um, starving artist, if you will, who is trying to push a sale. They genuinely have the ability to sit down and make sure what the between the digital and the you know radio and, and sponsorships and everything else they have the ability to sit down and, and make uh, a campaign successful and, and you know you have a higher rate of happy customers that way you're right you're right it's there is a, there are so many benefits to having a mature sales team and one is uh, the the depth and breadth of product knowledge and, and them seeing the successes and failures and knowing how to navigate that from their past history here the other is they have each one of them uh, the team members has uh, an incredible amount of contacts, a circle of influence, as as many people call them. So, so it's uh, there's an opportunity not only to work with their circle, but to gain referrals and work with other people, and that obviously grows in that manner as well. And and I run my sales operation as one where I'm in it with my team, but each one of them is empowered to decide what is best for the customer and and how to get there quickly and move without needing to come back and ask me, can we do this? Should we do that? They're, they're, they're a very mature team that That's awesome. is able to do it. So switching gears a little bit, um, locally owned business, uh, Union Broadcasting is, and, and you're one of the owners here, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, talk a little bit about you know, the, some of the challenges, some of the obstacles of, of running that local owned business. I mean, what... I mean, how many different hats do you really wear on a daily basis? What's that world look like? Well, first of all, let me say that I don't really feel like I'm working very often. I mean, there are days that are challenging like everybody has. But when I come to work every day, it's it's sports and entertainment, and I love what I do. It's right. really fun. Sure. And uh, I work a lot of hours outside of 8 to 6, but I entertain people primarily in the evenings. I, I I have to rough it and go to Chiefs games, oh, like no. the home opener this weekend. I mean, it's going to be a, a tough duty, but uh, but somebody's got to do it. So I'll go if you don't want to. <laughs> uh, no, you can't. <laughs> Maybe you're going anyway, but uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll do that. So that's it's. There are a lot of hours in a in a local business, just like there are in other businesses. But I think where things are different at the end of the day is we all wear a ton of different hats when we put on a party for example at the American Royal I don't have a defined area nor does anybody else everybody pitches in and if it means that some of us need to go pick up sides from one of our sponsors and fill their car with all kinds of food like <laughs> like I did last week scrambling in the eighth hour before the the gates closed and the partiers were coming to have a good time then then we go do it but that's so that's part of not having as many people in the operation being small and local. But it's also, I enjoy that. You get your hands dirty. You see many aspects of business. That's not the only thing we do in business, uh, throwing parties. But we we learn how to do a lot of things on our own because we don't necessarily have two or three assistants helping us get our jobs done every day. Yeah, I mean, and the two, I mean, I think what you described there and the two aspects of wearing a whole lot of hats but still being very passionate about what you do. I mean, I think a lot of business owners um, 
despite the industry, um, will wear a lot of hats. But they don't, they're not just trudging into work every day. They're passionate about what they do. They love it. And your experience, albeit may not, I mean, everyone's not going to the Chiefs home opener this weekend, but the, I think the passion still resonates with a lot of business owners. I think, would you agree you have to have that? You have to have that passion. I think if uh, you don't love what you do, then it doesn't come through when you're out selling your services or whatever you may be doing. And um, I truly love what I do. I don't know that I would be in any other type of radio right now. I would learn to love whatever I was doing, I'm sure. But but sports has been a big part of my life uh, as a child all the way through now. I still, although I don't participate as heavily in some of the sports that I used to as a participant, I still do. I still enjoy the aspects of health and fitness, swim, play a lot of golf, and enjoy being around the people that have a passion for those sports. So it just fits my lifestyle. That's fantastic. I mean, it is, the passion is, is so important. And you're right, you can't fake that passion. You, you can fake having a good day or having a bad day. You can fake um, certain aspects, but you can't fake passion. You can't just pretend that I love what I do and it's, the, and it's something that I've, I, I've grown up. And you can't fake the... I can't imagine being in another line of work. Um, that oozes through, and that passion, I think, is really important. If you're sitting down talking to a, a, someone who's thinking about opening up a business or thinking about running a business, um, as someone who's done this for a while, what advice would you throw out that way? Say, you know, you know, I don't care about the industry, but you know, just advice in general. Well, make sure you have passion for what it is you're about to do or you're planning on doing. Don't jump, everybody says this, but it's so true. Don't jump into business for the money because if you enjoy what you do and you become successful at it, the money will follow, but it takes time. A long time. Long time. Um, but you'll turn around and 10 years will fly by and, and you will realize that in 10 years you've made some money and it's a nice way of, it's a nice way to check the box and say, you know what, all this hard work is starting to pay off. It's certainly a nice measuring stick to use. Um, I would also say in the beginning, much like when we, as I said, I wasn't part of the original group, but it was still a very small company when I joined Union Broadcasting. Be prepared to wear a lot of hats, do a lot of different things, and do it without resources. And even though it's challenging and there will be nights when you're laying awake in bed wondering if you can actually continue to do this, you will be amazed at what you learn and the skills that you gather. And then as you grow and can afford to grow your business and maybe add personnel and, and people to help take on some of those defined roles, you'll know how to, to uh, navigate and help, help them do a better job, help your business operate more consistently. Um, so so those, are the, those are the main things. And, and be ready to work a lot of hours, long hours. Yeah, I, I, that's all just, that was great. And because you're spot on with everything there. I mean, it is, um, it's not the, um, at least initially, I should say, it's not the, um, come in when you want, I'm the boss, I, I, I'll work a few days a week and um, just put this thing on autopilot. I mean, it, to start a business or run a business of your own, it's a lot of hard work initially. Uh, but it's worth it in the end, wouldn't you say? You bet, I would. And I would also say that um, while the type of work that I'm doing now is different and a lot of that has to do with the way the industry has changed as well with some of the digital wasn't wasn't even going on back when we started the company right. it was just radio but um i still work tons of hours but but it's fun 
it was fun then too. It's just different, different kind of work. A different kind of work, but it's mm-hmm. still enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, that's fantastic. I mean, is there anything you want to add real quick as we start wrapping up? I, uh, um, I, I want to make sure you have the ability to throw in anything else that you need to. Sure. Well, I, I would say thank you for coming in to uh, speak with me today. I, it's been a privilege, and I really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to your audience here. And I would say if anybody wants to work with a local company that will get their hands dirty with you to help you grow your business, I would certainly like to be part of your consideration for your marketing and, and growing your business. It would be um, it would be fantastic to have that opportunity, and and we have a long list of current clients and people who have used us in the past who come back through time that that could vouch for the experience they've had here. We we truly care and will help you grow your business. That's fantastic. What is the best way for people to find you um, or your sales staff? Sure. Um, well, you can go to eight ten whb dot com. There's a tab there that says advertise with us. There also is a tab there for contacts, so you can not only see me, but any member of my sales team, you might know somebody who, who uh, is on the team, and so you can email us that way. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I have a pretty vast network there, and I use my cell phone just like everybody else. I have no problem handing that number out. It's always with me. It's 913-568-6852, and I'm available all hours of the day and night. That's wonderful. I hope uh, you, you take a minute to either uh, rewind and write that number down or uh, reach out to uh, to Sandy because they have a fantastic organization here. I mean, they have changed the landscape of Kansas City uh, twofold. And I, I can't appreciate, again, um, you sitting down with me. Y'all, thanks for tuning in again. Um, I'm going to encourage you, please, subscribe to the podcast, get all of the latest episodes. We try to... Uh, publish new ones every Tuesday and we will uh, we'll be back with you next week for, for, with another great guest that's already in the hopper and already lined up. Uh, can't thank you enough for listening and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.